I also strongly believe that mental health and physical health, it's intertwined. Like one kind of complements the other. And for me, my fitness saved my mental health. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You can do what you want to achieve and you can do whatever you want to do. And this is why I push myself as hard as I do. Okay, this is my real and raw side. People are just fucking weak. And lazy. Weak <laughs> and motherfucking yeah. lazy. I'm stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams or running away. Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, obviously get to talk about different things that we go through, different struggles, adversities, challenges that we might face, whether that be in your personal life, your professional life, your job, any entrepreneurial stuff you're going through, or a lot of the time around mental health, self-development, and just putting yourself in the best position to be happy and successful in whatever that means to you. So today I am joined with three Beautiful people at Uplift Fitness. Two of them are staff members. One of them's a member there. And so originally I was going to be chatting with Jason Morales, a.k.a. Pretty Boy J, a.k.a. the loudest, the best dancer, the coolest trainer you could possibly find in Vancouver. And then he hits me with a text message this morning saying, hey, can my trainer Laura join, join us today? Because she's new here. I want to get her face out there. I said... I don't like it. I love it. And then <laughs> Myra's in the gym as well. So she's joining us as well. So Jason, why don't you tell people who you are? If they haven't seen the last time that you were here with us on this show, tell people who you are, what you're all about, where they can find you on social media. And then Laura, Myra, you guys are going to have to do a little intro for yourselves as well, because the fun part about this intro is I've never met these ladies. So it's going to be kind of a cool, <laughs> it's going to be a cool dynamic. They're going to basically introduce themselves to me. Uh, this was their introduction to me for them. And uh, yeah, Jay, why don't you take the mic, man? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jason Morales, um, AKA Pretty Boy on Instagram, um, owner of Uplift Fitness, the fastest growing personal training studio in BC. We have two locations, currently looking for a third one. So if you are a personal trainer, and looking on how to scale and build your business and to create an amazing career in fitness, we are the people to contact. I'm sitting, sitting on my right-hand side is Laura, one of our studio managers at Uplift Burnaby. And over to our left, Myra Fuentes, um, one of my Uplift athletes, a bikini competitor, also my barber. Hello, <laughs> okay, get it right. Thank you. <laughs> Laura, why don't you tell us about yourself? Me? Who? Who? Laura, I said Laura. Sorry. Oh, I didn't mean, hear you properly. Oh, my bad. No, yeah, you're right. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell me about yourself. I've never even met you. What's going on? What do you want to know? Everything. Tell people. <laughs> There's, no. there's too much in one hour now. Um, Tell people who you are, what you're all about, and where they can find you on social media if they like what you say today. Yeah, so um, like Jay said, I'm one of the managers and trainers here at Uplift Fitness in the Burnaby location. I've been with them for um, almost like half a year or a little over half a year now. And um, my Instagram is Laura with two A's. And then my, see, the thing is, no one can ever say my last name. So I feel like I have to spell it out. 
<laughs> but um, it's L A U R A A N G U Y E N. So Nguyen. Win. Win. Yeah, good job. Oh. 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 Hey. A big win for Mark. That was butchered. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been personal training for about almost a year before I joined Uplift. And before that, I was in a regular corporate nine to five job, hated that life, made the switch, and now I've never been happier. Sick. I love it. And Myra, give yourself a little introduction. Tell people who you are, what you're all about, where they can find you. Well, if you don't know me, you should know me. Uh, my name is Myra Quantas. <laughs> I am an independent uh, business owner. I'm a barber. You can find me on Instagram under Myra Favorite Barber. <laughs> that was the whole point of that, get it? Because it has my name. <laughs> um, I'm a single mom, as Jay said. I'm a bikini athlete as well. Um, I've done my first competition on October 2019. Um, on top of that, juggling a full-time job and then a single mom and then competing, is it's a lot for sure. So yeah, that's, that's basically about it. If anyone wants to book an appointment, just search me on Instagram. I'm there. <laughs> Says book now. That's right. <laughs> So if you need to get fit or if you need a new cut, then you guys know where to go. You got Uplift Fitness and you got the my Myra, my favorite barber right here. This is sick. <laughs> when so you want to look good and catch a fade at the same time. That's it. You know what to do. The, the three people that are joining me today can basically make you look good and feel confident. Yeah. So that's if right. that's who you're interested that's in. That's why we're here today. <laughs> that's right. So I thought it'd be cool if we could cut maybe like, this is something that I've never done before. I thought it'd be kind of cool to just, oh, oh, sorry, my mic just messed up a little bit. But yeah, I've never done this before. I thought it'd be cool if we could just start off with just like a little quote. I don't know if you guys are down for that. But basically, I just want to share this little quote with you guys. Uh, it, it was something I read today and I was kind of like, whoa. So I thought I'd share it with you guys, see how you like it. And then we'll just kind of jump into the conversation from there because I got a million and one questions. Does that sound cool? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So this quote is from Marcus Aurelius. So he's a Stoic and uh, he's got a lot of, you know, different preachings and different passages that he's spoken about. But this quote just kind of hit me really hard today. And basically it says, you know, you could leave. Well, he didn't say, you know, he says, <laughs> quote, you could leave life right now and let that determine what you do and say and think, end quote. So I want to share that with you guys today because it was something that kind of shook me a little bit this morning when I read it. Um, I kind of woke up a little bit anxious. And then after I read that, I was like, okay, it's game time. It's show time right now. And so that's how I started off my day. I don't know, like maybe Laura or Myra or, you know, Jay, you guys can tell me, do, do you like that quote? Is that something that kind of resonates with you as well? Have you read anything like that before? Mm -hmm. I've actually seen that quote before. And that's, Totally what I agree with as well, because if you were to go out and get hit by a car today or tomorrow and you look back, would you be happy with what you've done with your life so far? So that's kind of like a reminder. I tell myself to just go for what you want. And, you know, there's never a better time than now, especially for the people who always say, I'll do that later or I'll do that when it's OK. Well, tomorrow you could get hit by a car and then it's never going to happen. 100 percent. Jay, what do you think of that, man? Well, I think about this every single day, man. Um, uh, with respect to just work ethic and life, um, if I am not doing what I love and if I'm not doing the best at it, I don't ever want to be on my deathbed having to look back and say, 
you stupid fuck. You could have done so much more, yeah. right? As opposed to being lazy about something like how most people are. No, I want to look at myself saying, you know what? I died and I did what I, I, I died, what I loved doing. And I was happy. And that's all that matters to me, man. Even I if I'm trying something, I will die trying, Mark. Because it's something that I don't want to ever look back and be like, at least I, at least I tried. And that's all that matters. Hundred percent, man. And Myra, like, what do you, what do you think about that? What, what is that kind of? You, you look like you're thinking about something or pondering something. Are you thinking of like a cool answer to share? Are you thinking about how that resonates with you? Like, what's going on in your head? I was actually just listening, so <laughs> it's good to know that my listening face <laughs> looks like I'm thinking. Um, but basically. Yeah, same thing as Jay said. It's that when you get older, and this is how I thought of it too, is that when you get older, you don't want to be like on your deathbed thinking about regretting the things that you could have done and telling people like, oh, I do this because I regret doing this. Like I just have the mentality of like, if I do it and I have the finances to do it, I'm just going to do it. And even if I don't, I'll figure out a way. And that just like certain things in life kind of challenge you to do those things. And um like shit I went like skydiving and bungee jumping I did it twice three times in my life and I just once I went skydiving let me tell you <laughs> I wanted to make it as a career because what <laughs> what I thought about when I jumped off that plane was I am a motherfucking bird that's it <laughs> like you looked right over those mountains and you saw nothing but a blue sky it was beautiful and definitely like it being that high up not only are you freaking scared but you can see like like people don't look up do you know what i mean like they don't look up that there's more in this world than just looking straight or or down or or anything like that mm -hmm. you, you have to look at all the options in the world is, is huge and being that high up you definitely get well maybe because i thought i was about to die but you definitely like think about those things and i just wanted to touch on something that myra just said about the sentence where she said that if she can't then she would find a way and I think that's so so important because like obviously in life there's most of the time people will feel like they can't do something maybe they don't have the resources but it doesn't matter if you can make it work and find a way I think that's what separates successful people from people who aren't we're in yeah. Canada yeah we're in Canada yeah there's always a way. yeah especially if you live in America <laughs> Canada or USA you have nothing to complain yeah. about, right? And even the people who are successful, they've had some roadblocks where they couldn't get through, but they made a way. So there's no excuses. Yeah. I feel like I never need to make another video again. I feel like, <laughs> like, I feel Bro, like I could just record these two ladies. On a daily basis, Mark, this is what we surround ourselves by here at Uplift. Nothing but geniuses. I love it. Genius. I love it. I feel like all I need is just to record these two ladies going back and forth. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Here at Uplift, we don't make your muscles grow. We also make your mind grow. Yay. That's beautiful. Yay. That's beautiful. And I Sorry? I was about to say, I can find a hairstyle to cover that brain growing. <laughs> it's called baldness, Myra. <laughs> don't put it lightly. It's like, Every every guy now that's like going bald, just yeah. be like every guy that's going, today. Yeah, every guy that's going bald right now can just use the excuse like, oh sorry, my brain's just growing too much. <laughs> Intelligence is through the roof. 
<laughs> so one one thing that I want to say this, and I, I know Jay's going to appreciate this a lot because I feel like this kind of, you know, illustrates the way that he started his business. And so it, it stems off of what Laura noticed about what Myra said. And that is, she said, if I can't, what was it? If I can't find a way, I'll make a way or something like that in regards to that. And so the guy that I spoke about, the, the guy that I shared the quote from, Marcus Aurelius, he's a Stoic. And the Stoics kind of have this, this uh, I guess, ideology or theory, basically, that uh, a person, they say a man, but when they say a man, they mean a person, right? A, a woman or a man, a person is basically like a fire. It, it should be like a fire. And anything you throw at it just kind of makes the fire build up higher and burn hotter. And essentially what they're trying to say is the obstacle is the way. So like if you're like an entrepreneur and you're trying to start your business, you're in a position like myself where you don't have a lot of resources and you're just trying to start something up yourself, kind of the obstacle is the way. Like I could feel like, hey, I can't get audience members. I can't get people to come on to my show. But that kind of is the way to the success. Then I can not have to worry about the people that I have on my show. I don't have to worry about the credibility. I don't have to worry about what I say. It kind of paves the path for me. And it's kind of it's kind of like when Jay, when you started off Uplift, like you kind of just got a building and then it, it was like, okay, well, now we're going to need equipment. I don't really have the finances for this right now. Like, how can I be lucrative and try and use the situation I'm in right now to pave the way for what I'm dreaming of with the vision that I have? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that kind of is what it felt like for you. Or if you're just like, I'm out here hitting my head against the wall every day. But that's no, no, no. like um, uh, when when we first started Uplift, it was it, it was just me. And there 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 wasn't even an idea or the thought of having to hire people on. Now we have uh, 18 people in our staff and still going, still going. Right? And dude, and that's just within like three years or less than that because the first year was was just grinding it away. But I, I truly believe it's because it has, it all had to do with that one vision, that one goal was, was, to, was to help and change lives and help and change lives. And so with that, with you continuing to work towards your goal, what happens is that you start to attract so much of what you're working for. Your output creates all this input for you afterwards. Right. So yeah. And so like there, there could be like a lot of people listening to this or there could be like nobody listening to this. But if I'm re-listening to this. Right. And like I kind of feel like maybe you felt like in the beginning and I, I'm just kind of assuming here so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But like kind of when you're starting a project or, you know, even when you start a fitness goal, when you start anything, sometimes there's almost like a delay of when you're putting in the work to when you get to reap the rewards mm. and when you get to get the fruits of your labor and collect them and enjoy them. Right. There's like, maybe it's a one year term, maybe it's a two year, maybe it's three years, maybe it takes five years or a decade, but like, there's always that kind of like weird, awkward phase where you're just grinding and you're putting in work and you're not getting the results that you're dreaming about. Like, did, did you find yourself in that, that, you know, situation at all? Like, how did you deal with that? Of course. Of course, and I think I think these guys could touch on it. Is that in terms of anything in life, um, when I was grinding it out, it, it it spread through word of mouth. And um, what I had to do one time was just you know I had to I had to find my mentors, 
Mentors are huge in my life. Um, the, the people I surround myself with here at Uplift, we, we are all mentors because we all have the same type of attitude with respect to just life, work ethic, and business, right? So what I did was I had to literally drop the ego down and ask for advice on how I can make things grow better. Like for people that go to the gym for years, not see any results, what do they do next when they actually want to level up? They hire quality personal trainers, like most of what our athletes do here, hiring us in order to help them. Beautiful. You know? So kind of looking for like external guidance, looking for a coach, looking for someone that can instruct you or and teach you. Absolutely. Beautiful, Absolutely. man. I love that. And so Myra, you're a barber. That's yeah. sick, dude. It did, this is so sick. I just want to remind people that I've literally never spoken to Laura or Myra before this. So this is kind of like a cool little introduction. But like Myra, have you found yourself in a situation like that before? Have you found yourself in a, in a place where I know like, especially training for like a bikini competition, yeah. you could relate this to your fitness goals. You could relate this to being a mother. You could relate this to being a barber. I don't care how you want to think about this, but have you, have you ever been in a situation like that where you're like kind of just like nose to the grindstone, putting in work and you're like, I'm not getting the fucking benefits. Like what the fuck? Where are all these benefits that all these people are seeming to, you know, they're, they're raking in dough and they're raking in all these results on Instagram when I look at other people, but why aren't I getting that? Like, have you found yourself in that situation? I'm just about to cry here because it's just, it gets very emotional. It definitely, oh, it hits a hard spot of my heart. Just, uh, it started, especially being a single mom, it definitely, yeah, once you're at that point, you feel like nothing goes your way. You feel like everyone out, out there is to, get, to, to be against you. And um, you feel like no one's on your side and you definitely feel alone. And then I can touch with all the mothers here, like postpartum depression is a real thing. And if you don't have a partner or spouse that's very supportive, it definitely goes downhill pretty quick. And then on top of that, just having a partner or spouse that's not supportive and not there for you and not there for the child. And they think they are, and I'm sure they're doing the best that they can, but for you, it doesn't feel like it's good enough. So yeah, being a single mom, I definitely had that, um, I felt like I had that disadvantage. And then um, I'm glad I, I established myself as a barber a little bit before that. I had, was a year in and then I got pregnant. And uh, then less than a year after having her, I became a single mom. And uh, holy hell, <laughs> let me tell you, those finances just racked up. And I definitely felt like I was hustling a lot harder than what I needed to. So going back to what my dad said when I was younger, work smarter, not harder. And that's when my mentality just started to change. And I wanted to be, I guess, a better person for her. And I wanted to show other mothers and my child that it doesn't matter where you are in life, you can do what you want to achieve and you can do whatever you want to do. And this is why I push myself as hard as I do. Um, and I just go through, I don't go through these things on purpose, obviously, but I go through these things because I do challenge myself. And uh, I get choked up about it because I know there's people out there, but people don't make it vocal. And I also wanna be that individual that motivates moms in general, not, no matter if you're single or not. Because I all I hear all the time is my body never looks the same. 
all I hear is I never have time because I have children. Like I just hear all these excuses or my spouse isn't supportive or they don't want like, sometimes you have a partner that just doesn't want you to look good. You have this, whatever. I get comments like you don't look like a mom. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> I'm like a mom is a mom regardless. So like, yeah. So yeah, I've been in that situation probably more than I wanted to, but you just freaking dig your heels in and just go for it. You just, yeah. Just when you were asking that question, I'm like thoughts just ran through and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just choking up. And then, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm just like ugly crying over here. It's not ugly crying. It's not ugly crying. Hey, Laura, one of you, this woman's in tears. Give her a fucking hug for God's sake. No, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's six meters and six feet apart right now. This yeah, it's the camera. It's like the camera's that, like, fish, really it's fish lens. We call it a fish lens. Guys, the easiest excuse is just saying that this was recorded in 2018. This is our social bubble. Yeah, we're here every single day. Um, it's just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we recorded this in 2018, man. Relax. <laughs> I look like this in 2018, man. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that's that's the thing. So first off, I want to say Myra, wow, Jesus Christ. That's fucking insane. I didn't actually know you were a single mom. That's fucking huge. And I just want to take a second to just like kind of think about that for a second because like I could see myself so many times where I'm like man, I'm kind of like in this weird situation where nobody really knows what I'm going through. Nobody really knows how I feel right now. And you, when you snap out of it, you kind of start to think like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of other people that are kind of similar to me. There's a lot of people that are like me. And I feel like, like one thing that maybe is pushing you, whether you know it or not, maybe you're, it sounds like you probably are conscientious of this, but you know, some people aren't. It, it sounds like what's pushing you to kind of go through that struggle is like, having a why that's bigger than yourself oh yeah right so i feel like that's huge i think that's anybody people that compete the same thing you have to do it for yourself and you're like why do i want to do this for myself and like i'm sure jay's competed laura's competed and you like you when you're on that stage you can't do it for anyone else because let me tell you you're not going on diet for nobody else except yourself (laughs) because it's hard so it's cool because you can then use like it's, it's a daughter you have, right? A girl. Yeah. So you could use your daughter to kind of motivate you in times where you're like, I don't know how I can continue going, but yeah. then you could also use yourself for motivation when you're doing things like fitness. You're like, this is for me. This is to create the best me. Yeah. So it's cool that you can kind of draw like motivation. You could say, quote unquote, I don't like using that word, but motivation or inspiration, you could draw that both internally and externally. That's really, really yeah. cool huge i want to commend you for that that's huge she's a true hustler right here straight up and that's what i like to celebrate i like to celebrate people that you know find themselves in a situation where they feel like shit find themselves in a situation where they're like i'm alone in this and then dig their feet into the ground like you said dig your heels into the ground say fuck this i'm making it better i don't care yeah right that's huge laura I got to meet you, man. What the Hi. fuck? I haven't I talked to you at all. I'm a personal trainer at Uplift Fitness. So how'd you get, how'd you become a personal trainer? Um, What's up? So I'm just thinking of where to start with this. <laughs> so I- Start with the tears. Do, do what Myris did. Start with the tears. No. <laughs> Wherever the hurt was, start there. That's what gets us views. 
<laughs> can you give me give me my address. <laughs> um, so I've worked in the office like regular nine to five job for many like almost eight years until I started doing this. So I was in the office world, hated it, but I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. So after high school, I was just like a friend of mine went to college for legal admin assistant and she was like, hey, it's pretty decent money. So I'm like, okay. Let me give that a try. And then I ended up there for like almost eight years. Um, and then in 2015-ish, I would say, um, was kind of like, or 2016 was one of the darkest times of my life. And I know it sounds really cliche and typical, but I basically was depressed, super anxious, insecure, like basically everything under the sun. Um, that was me. I was unhappy with my life. I had no purpose. I didn't know where I was going. I was just like, a crazy wreck and so I started working out as a stress relief and um, it kind of just started from there and that's how I fell in love with fitness and that's why to me like my fitness journey it's so sentimental to me like when I think about fitness it like I have such a sentimental bond to it and so when I work out and that's how I built into lifestyle crying I actually thought she was one. Yeah, me too. Oh, no, I'm, you know what? I'm kind of numb now. I'm just, I don't really cry anymore. Because I'm just me yeah. and Jay, you know, I have thick skin. Thick skin. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So now it's just like when I work out, it's so emotional for me. And it's something that like, I don't know if everyone will understand, but it's almost like every rep, every set I do, there's an emotion behind it. It's not just like lifting mm -hmm. iron for me. And so in 2018 was when I actually committed to my own fitness journey. And then 2019, I did my first bikini competition just for like a fun challenge. And I ended up really loving it. And then I decided at the end of 2019, I left that office world, 2020 dived right into this. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know if I was going to make money. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just knew I had to do it. And then I found Uplift. So <laughs> here I am. So Jay. Yes. My man. Yes. Every time I see you, you're bringing on new trainers. You're bringing on people like Laura. You got people like Myra around you. You got people like May, the other trainers that I know about. But I got to ask you this question, man. Where do you find these fucking people? How do you, like, you seem to be surrounded by positive, great people all the time. Like, how did this happen? Um, lengthy process. We, we throw it out on Instagram, let people know that we're in the hiring process. We're looking for a specific type of trainer. They meet with one of the studio managers, Laura, Michelle, Aziza, um, and they will interview them first, feel their vibe, feel their energy, feel what they're all about explain what Uplift's all about, see how much that trainer knows about Uplift and our culture that we have here. And then if they do, and if we do like their energy, we feel that they resonate with us, we take them in for the second interview where they, I meet with them and, and talk to them about what's gonna be happening further. And we take it very seriously, our culture, our vibe. That's why we have such an amazing energy here because we're very selective about who gets to join our team. Yeah, not, and we, there were a lot of been people, a lot of people have been, been applying, but there are a lot of people that we had said no to as well, right? So culture is huge, actually. Culture is like one of the things, like when I have worked at, you know, different jobs in my life, culture is one of the things that either makes it or breaks it for me. So like, I mean, I like what you said, Laura, about like, we're pretty serious about our culture here. And that's why I think that your culture is consistent. I think that if you went on Jay's 
Instagram right now or uplift Instagram right now, and you scroll down all the way to the bottom, it would look the same as what it would look like right now. Like, I think your culture is consistent because you're serious about it. Like it's a, a fun, loving kind of like positive. We're always joking and dancing. I think every single day Jay dances in that studio. <laughs> Dude's That's basically right. a professional dancer and Instagram <laughs> at this point. But I, I think no, thanks that, too, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he sings, he, tr- he dances. I think he trains people here and there, but, <laughs> but he only sings nineties music. <laughs> he should. Here they go. They go on this big spiel about how I only listen to nineties music beat. I'm only two years older than them. They all make fun of playing the same playlist since fucking day one, which is true. What the <laughs> The 90s music is fire. I was playing, shout out to JB. I was playing music earlier. I'm like, JB, do you know who the fuck this is? He's like, no. I'm like, that's Lil Bow Wow. This <laughs> came out in 1997. He's like, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> oh, shit. That makes me feel old. JB, you weren't even born yet in 1997. God damn. How old do we feel? Fuck. Yeah, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm not just blowing smoke. If you're in Vancouver and you're a personal trainer, you should be applying at this place. If I was a personal trainer, I would be applying at this place. I'd be like, Jay, let me on this team. And he'd say, bro, probably not. And I'd come back the next day and say, let me on your fucking team, man. I want to have as much fun as you guys. Only if you know who Lil Bow Wow is, though. <laughs> what is that movie like, Mike? Is that Bow Wow? Yes! Yeah, yup. Yes! Of course I know Bow Wow, man. Feels so old hey. those times, man. Damn. But like, but like Jay, like, how do you create this culture? Is that something you did on purpose? Is that something that you're you're just like maybe your energy is just contagious and other people caught on to it and you're like, oh shit, we got a culture here. <laughs> like, what's What's everyone doing right now? For people that are listening to this and not watching this, extra energy. They're like, they're like gyrating over there. I don't know what's going on. Um, no, uh, I I am huge, huge on creating what we call a family-like atmosphere. Um, we treat each and every one of our trainers like family. Um. I feel like I act like like the, the oldest brother sometimes. I think I am the old, oldest one in, out of our entire team. I am. And everyone else, just like my younger sisters, my younger brothers, but um, we feel that if they, they can vibe and resonate with that, then family's family. We have our disagreements and arguments every now and then, but at the end of the day, it's all love and we're all out here to, to for that one purpose and is to change lives. And, and fitness is the number one tool that we use. Not the only, but the num- number one tool that we use. And so like, I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram all the time and I'm seeing, like Laura said, you're singing, you're dancing, you're, you're all over the place in that studio. And I know like, you're kind of similar to me. You got the ADHD bug. You got that little like do- extra dose of energy, a little less dose of attention span, right? Like you're kind of similar to me that way. But like, is that, is that like a consistent energy? Do you have to try and do that sometimes? Like how, like, how does that work? Try. No, that no. is every single day. I will dance like that at the end of all of my clients and before all of my clients. One, one time I caught him dancing, facing the wall when he thought no one was watching. <laughs> he, was, 
he was literally facing the wall, dancing to the wall. Man, I was like, like this, Michelle. I was like this. <laughs> and I, I caught like a secret video of it. So yeah, it's just, it doesn't matter who's there, who's watching. He's, that's just him. I will do it with people here or without. That is what's up, B. That is the culture and the vibe here. Keep it strong. <laughs> I don't even know what which leads back, which leads back, bro, to the quote. Man, if I wasn't doing this and I died, fuck. I would be the dude, what a waste of life. Yeah, agreed. If I died tomorrow and I was still working in a corporate job, I'd be reincarnating to redo that all over again. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd be a waste. I just quit my nursing job two weeks ago. You did? Yeah. 10 years. Now he's a singer and a dancer. He's now a I am a professional singer, <laughs> dancer, personal training on the side a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to play around with businesses and stuff, creating locations yeah. and whatnot. I, like, I think he trains people. I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I just know he's a pro Instagrammer, pro dancer, pro singer. Yes, but every and everyone knows you, dude. Like, dude, I, you know, this is straight up. Sorry, Myra. Don't please don't be mad at me. I was at my barber like two weeks ago. Three weeks ago right? I've never even met you. <laughs> please don't be mad at me. Yeah, it looks like she missed a spot. <laughs> Come for no your uh, your haircut yeah, sometime next week, Myra. Myra. You know she's no cutting in the back. Ladies and gentlemen, she's cutting in the back. <laughs> no, but. But real talk, real talk. I'm I'm at, I'm 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 at barber, and we're just kind of talking about different things. And uh, I don't know how you came up, but he's like, "Do you know Pretty Boy Jay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course I know." I'm like, "How do you know him?" And he's like, "Oh, like blah, 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 Filipino. We all know each other." But I'm like, "Yo, you guys don't even live in the same city. You're like a random like. How does this happen? Like, literally, everyone knows about you, and I feel like it is your energy." the way you brand yourself on Instagram, the way that you're kind of like always consistent with that. Like, and so maybe, maybe you don't have to try with the energy. Maybe you don't have to try with the dancing and the singing, but like, you're always on Instagram, like literally every single day. And that tells me, you know, two things. A, this guy's probably addicted to his phone like I am. And B, he's got discipline. He's disciplined to post this shit every single day. And it's not like one or two stories like your, your stories are full. Like they're like 10, 12, 13 stories. And it's you always on, like on point, like you're high energy, you're moving, you're grooving, you're highlighting your trainers, you're highlighting your business, you're highlighting everything going on. And like people cannot help, but kind of pay attention yep. to that. So like, what, like, how does that discipline play in and how, like, because ADHD kids are kind of known to not be able to focus on things and not pay attention and, and sometimes lacking that discipline. How do you bring this discipline into your life? Well, it's, see, you say that one thing, you say on one side of the spectrum about ADHD people, right? But, but people with ADHD also have that opposite side of the spectrum where they get into hyper-focus, right? Hyper-focus is what I, I've created my hyper-focus to be around uplift and the people I surround myself at uplift with. Um, even on my vacation, I just, I was on a two week vacation. I was still here every single day because I fucking love being here. B. It's not a joke. 
you know, and just surrounding myself with people, talking to people that, that I, I surround myself with, seeing the clients, everyone progressing. Um, being on my phone is, yeah, it, people can consider it work. It, it, it is work, but it's also a, a part of me. I, I love sharing the culture that we have here. It's like a huge Filipino party almost, where you're, you kind of want to let everyone know about it, you know? We grew up on that shit. I bring the Latinos. Yeah, right? <laughs> so well, I grew up on that, and so I'm huge on just inviting everyone in. To, I, I know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shit out there and bullshit that people keep falling into depression with out there because of what the fuck is going on right now. But it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to focus on it. You could come here, have a great time, chill. You don't have to work out. Just chill, right? Just be with us, man. Yeah. That's what we're trying to, you know, trying to invite it's kind of like a big party lounge, basically. Like big it's kind of like party, man. at this point, that's sick, man. And so like, you're able to kind of use that hyper focus. Cause I, I was actually hoping you were going to say that. Cause that's kind of how I am as well. Like I'm pretty ADHD. Am I like, you can see me right now. I'm flying all over the place and you guys have people there with you. So it kind of makes sense that you're energized this much, but I'm by myself at this point and I'm bouncing off the walls. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I am kind of like you as well. I can channel that that almost like hyper focus. Like, were you always able to do that? Because I actually wasn't. I had to kind of develop that. Like, were you always no, able to no, do that? I was, or? Never, I was never like that until before uh, we started uplifting. Okay. Like, it's, so how did that develop inside you? Really, really brought a fire in me. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give all of my attention to this. All of my attention. 101%. So like kind of something that like probably made you a little bit anxious, made you a little bit nervous. And then that lit the fire inside you like, no, I think I can do this. I think I'm going to be able to do this. And then you're like deciding from there. It's like, we're focusing everything. You know, I, I am going to do this. If this is what kills me, I'm still fucking doing it. Huge, man. Yeah. Myra, have you felt like that at all? Cause like, I feel like, like, especially like the story you shared earlier, it, it no, can be. Try again. It's, it, <laughs> I'll, I'll try not. I'm not about making you cry. It's not about making you cry. I'm just I'm asking. An emotional like, creature. Like I have thick skin, but I will cry instantly. Mark, I have to. <laughs> no, this is the topic to bring up with, with respect to her work ethic. Okay, I want to point every single <laughs> individual out there that talks about what they think is hard work or fucking complaining. That is all I fucking hear out there from every female and male out there complaining about shit that doesn't even fucking matter. You guys don't even, some of you guys don't even know what it's, what it feels like to be at rock fucking bottom yeah. mm -hmm. and to still come out the way this girl did. <laughs> so you need to touch on that with her, Mark. Cause she has a lot to fucking talk about. Let's jump on it. Let's you jump on it. Falling down B. Let's <laughs> jump on it right here. So I, I was actually about to start off by saying this. I know because I've spoken to the barbers that I've had in the past. I know that being a barber isn't just like, okay, I'm going to just stand behind this chair and someone's going to walk in and sit down and, and hopefully get a haircut and then give me a fat tip at the end. Like I know that that's not how the business works. You have to be hustling. You have to be on point. You have to be bringing people in. And then when they come in, you have to give them the best service that you possibly can so that they actually come back and refer their friends to you as well. Yeah. Like it's kind of a hustler's game. Yeah. And so 
like, where do you kind of find that energy? Where do you find that drive inside you? Like, like we talked about, like with the fitness aspect of it, you're like, I'm doing this for me. Nobody's, you know, eating these meals for me. Nobody's doing these training sessions for me, but like with, with your work in respect to barbering, like kind of like, how do you get that drive? You know, when you are dealing with what you were talking about, the postpartum depression, you know, you're raising a kid, you got all these things going on in your life. Like, where do you find the energy, the drive, the motivation to kind of push through and, and hustle at work? Like, where do you find uh, that? Well, the energy part, well, I never have energy. You just kind of have to do it. <laughs> like, there is no if, ands, or buts. You just do it. Um, it. I think the drive for me, especially choosing in this profession, I've been, like, customer service my whole life. I've worked in, like, grocery stores, you know. I worked in the doggy daycare. I just dealt with people my whole life. Um, being the lowest of the low and I can go off about my life story. Let me tell you, like, let's just say that I don't talk to my mom anymore um, just for very specific reasons. And that kind of made me feel in the sense of I had to grow up real quick. I moved out at 17. Um, yeah, I was just kind of independent for a very long time. Um, being in this profession, you kind of help people. You really do. And you talk to them, you get to see where they're coming from. Um, yeah, you just, you just help them. And it's, it's nice to know that when I had no one kind of really helping me now as an adult here, um, I just want to help everyone. Uh, if I had more me's around the world, I'd be like in Africa building schools. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like in El Salvador, like helping with the, with the school, just learning. I just want kids to learn. I want them to, to widen their horizons. I just want them just to, just to know more. Like if I could teach my younger self, like what I know now, it would be a different ball game. But then I think about if I didn't go through what I went through, then it wouldn't be here where I am today. Mm -hmm. So if there's so many pros and cons to my thoughts and I'm always battling with myself. And I don't know, I was very, I was a reckless, I wouldn't say reckless. I was just very outgoing. And my dad sheltered me from that. And as I got up, I just wanted to, to just voice everything. And I came to a point where I just don't give a fuck. Like if someone doesn't like me, just get rid, just get rid, unfollow me on Instagram. Like, yeah, unfollow me on Facebook, walk out that door. And that's the same now that I feel like when I get into a relationship, if you don't like what you see, only you have the power to walk away. You guys, you like just walk away. It is hard. It is hard to do it, but it's just going to nip you in the butt for a little minute. And then you'll be good because you've been living for this long without that individual. So you can do it for the rest of your goddamn life. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. I absolutely Boss love that. Bitch. Boss bitch. <laughs> so anyone can answer this question. I, I think that everyone kind of knows the answer to this question. Jay was talking about it earlier. But what good does complaining get? What like what has anyone ever gained from complaining? Someone give me an answer right now. What what do you gain from complaining? Laura can touch on that. Um, yeah, yeah, I hate complaint, especially if you live in America, like Canada, America, whatever, like you literally have nothing to complain about. <laughs> Even if you hit rock bottom, if you're alive Trash. and you're breathing, you're alive, you have something to be grateful for. You woke up this morning. Yeah. That's it. You woke up this fucking yeah. morning. So that's why when sometimes, you know, we get people that say, oh, like I, they have a fitness goal, but they're like, 
I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to take care of myself. It's like, okay, what are you complaining for? You know, you have food on your table. There's people in the world who don't even have a fridge, who don't even know when they're going to eat next. So you're sitting there telling me you can't walk to save on across the street and get some damn food <laughs> when there's kids starving and you're telling me you don't have time to meal prep. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Man, the homeless people here in Vancouver are living well too. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Homeless people out here getting paid, man. Trust. Trust. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that not everyone follows me on Instagram. They can if they want. I don't really care. You can. There's going to be a little link to it right there if you want to check it out. But, oh, if you're listening to the podcast, it's at Mark Dehenny. I was assuming you're watching this video. But if you're listening, then it's at Mark Dehenny. But the whole, like, I don't have time. I'm going to go on my little, like, two-minute rant here. If you don't have time uh, and you're not getting up before the sun, you have time. You can get up at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning and get whatever shit you need done right away. So the whole idea of I don't have time to do that is, like, what are you talking about? You're sleeping all the time. Like, you can, you're doing shit all the time that you can just don't want to give up doing. You don't even have to wake up early. You could just stay up later. One of the uh, one or the other. I just don't like the nighttime. I like the morning better. So I wake up in the morning. But fuck, there's 24 hours in the day. There's people like Elon Musk who are creating these businesses, innovating brand new electric cars. Like it's not like they have a 30 hour day and you're stuck with 24. You know, like we all have the same fucking time in the day. And there's people that are building Amazons. There's people that are building, you know, Teslas. There's people that are building uplift fitnesses. You know, they're being able, they're able to do all of these things, you know, in the same amount of time that we all have, you know? And so I, that, that excuse just really irks me. I had to go on that little rant right there. Okay, this is my real and raw side. People are just fucking weak. And lazy. Weak <laughs> and motherfucking yeah. lazy. However, I do want to touch on the weak part. So I think that um, especially like childhood, like how children are raised is a really big thing. And a lot of times people are weak because in school, in the school system, they teach you to be obedient, to shut up, to be quiet, to do what you're told. And nobody teaches you how to survive in the real world. So you do that, you go to school and then they're all sheltered. So all the kids are sheltered. So like in order to have these skills, you have to either just naturally have that personality and you seek it or you have people that teach you or mentor you so that's like kind of the crappy part about i think like the school system and everything like like that yeah and well and here's the thing like i i mean we all have like a weak side a lazy side to us you know a lot of people refer to it as like oh, you have like this little bitch voice in your head that just wants you to be a little bitch all the time and kind of bow out of all your responsibilities you want to bow out of all your Things that you have to hold yourself accountable for because no one's going to hold your hand. Like no one's behind me here telling me that, you know, I have to put in work today. Who's under the table? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that'd be really nice. That'd be sick. But yeah, nobody's <laughs> nobody's here to tell me to get to work. Right. And so like we all have that lazy side to us. We all have that weak side to us. And that's not even a bad thing. Sometimes we need those things. But I think like if someone's listening to this right now and they that's not, that's not weak. The, the, like if you need a rest day, it's a rest day. That no. doesn't make you weak. Yeah. I think right. weak having having yeah. to understand that you do There's need rest and recovery yeah. is a strength. Yeah. And it's Huge. not weak. I, that, it that actually weak think, it is weakness to think that you should be the type 
to have no days off. Yeah. That's fucking weak. It is. It is, man. And that's where I'm kind of going with this is like people think that it's shitty to have a weakness. They think that it's shitty to have these things, but we're kind of coached into that ideology. We're coached into that mindset because we open up Instagram. We see all these people. They're like hashtag hustler, hashtag entrepreneur, uh, like hashtag no sleep, hashtag no days off. I never fucking rest. I, I, re- I napped once five years ago, but since then I've never fucking slept. And you know, you see all these things. Right? But oh like, my God, keep going because that's, that's true. You that's see all true. these things. And then you yeah. think to yourself like, oh fuck, I need to take a rest day. Like you feel like shit, you feel like weak. And it's okay to have weaknesses. That That's kind of my ideology. It's okay to have weaknesses, but it's not okay to pretend you don't. You know, it's not okay to pretend you don't have those weaknesses. The people that are on Instagram or YouTube or Twitter or whatever fucking social media they're on. And they're like, no, I'm good all the time. Like those are the people that I'm going to be honest, they're probably hurting the most. Right. Like, I think that like Jay said, like, I think like, or I'm not sure who said, I think I'm just attributing it to Jay because he yells the most, but I think that, I think that like the strength comes within you know, finding your own weakness before anyone else can looking it in the eyes and saying, this is my weakness. And I'm going to show everyone how weak I am. And then I'm going to fucking fix it. Like I'm going to get better at whatever it is that is making me feel not good enough. Embrace your fucking weaknesses, man. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not God. You're well, fucking human. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, <laughs> Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. Not the fucking creator. Well, well, and like everyone has their demons, and like, yeah. dude, like you said, we all need rest days. And so demons don't need fucking rest days. They will chase you and they will catch up to you because you're gonna need a rest day one day and they won't. But that's why it's important to turn around and just look at the demons instead of running from them and say, like, look, what's up? You know, like it's like, what's up? What's going on? Like they're hiding in the little attic in the back of your brain. Climb up in that dusty attic with the cobwebs and the spider webs and knock on that fucking door to say, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. like you kind of have to conquer those demons and, and really fucking, you know, get rid of them and find your weaknesses and, and try and make them your strengths. Right. Like the obstacle is the way this has gone full circle twice now. <laughs> like it's a, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. I, I, um, agree what they're saying how like having a rest day recovery that's like different than week I think of that more as like physical you know if your body's tired you know when to recover that's fine I see week more as like a mental thing um and like Arnold Schwarzenegger love him one of my favorite motivational speeches of all time is by him and he says that um if you fail and you stay down you're a loser and winners when you fail you get up so every time you fail you get up you fail you get up and that's a winner and to me that's like strength versus weakness so if you stay down then you're weak that reminds me there's a um there's a famous speech by my favorite motivational speaker his name's les brown and he's got a he's he's my guy he's my favorite guy i I read his books i listen to his speeches all the time but he's got this famous speech it's called it's not over until i win and and he's talking specifically about your talking what you're talking about and basically what happens is I think it's like maybe a chess game or a checkers game or maybe something as simple as connect four. 
but he's, he's like kind of sitting down with his son when his son's really young, maybe like six, seven years old. And he's playing this game with his son before bed. It's like eight, nine o'clock at night. And uh, he obviously beats his son because he's a grown man and his son's like six years old and, you know, still learning the concept of whatever game they're playing. And so he beats his son. They play like around like best two out of three kind of deal. And he beats his son two times and maybe his son wins once or whatever. And he's like, all right, son, it's time to go to bed. And his son looks at him and goes, dad, it's not over until I win. Like I need to win a game. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. And Les Brown is sitting there like, what's going on? But I like that my son has this fire. So, okay, we'll keep playing. And he didn't start to take it easy on him. Like he just sat there and kept playing the game, whatever they're playing the same way that he was playing before. And I think he beats his son probably like 20 times. Like they go on to play for hours and it's like nine, 10, 11 o'clock. And his son finally beats him. Like he's like sitting there like, fuck, I'm getting tired. Like myself, like it's my bedtime at this point. And his son finally beats him. And he just kind of like lays down the pieces of the game and goes, all right, cool. Time for bed. (laughs) Like that's pretty much it. Like that's how the story ends. But it says, a lot to like what you're saying before, like a lot of people would be like, Oh, I'm getting tired right now. I think like, maybe I'll just try and beat my dad in the morning kind of deal. But this kid just sat there and was like, no, I'm, this isn't, I'm not getting up from this fucking table until I win. And this is a six year old kid. (laughs) Probably because his dad is less brown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but at six years old, you're like, I don't give a fuck what my dad says, you know, like you're kind of in your own mind anyways. I don't know. Myra, how old is your daughter? She's three. She's three. So at this point, she's not playing games and yelling at you like that. Oh, she's playing games and yelling at me. Okay. So really, I know nothing about childhood development. (laughs) Some games and different type of yelling. (laughs) Yeah. So like, like, okay, so right off the bat, there you go. Like, there's a struggle that you deal with. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, because I know nothing about childhood development. I don't know anything about being a mom, obviously. Like, tell me, like, how do you deal with that? You just have to be patient. You kind of just... I don't, you, you just deal with it. Like if you yell back, she's going to yell back. But if you're a model to her and she looks up to you and you just okay, take like I've taught her to take a deep breath whenever she's freaking out. I give her moments to herself. I ask her if she needs a moment to herself. And I'm like, do you want to be left alone? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, you want me to stay here with you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stay here with you, but you need to stop crying before we can have a conversation. And that's usually just let it all out. And cause people don't realize that even at that age, these kids have hormones. So they're still trying to figure out, they don't even know what's going on in their body. So if you freak out at them, that's how kids, in my head, and this is my opinion, I feel like that's how kids learn that they can't really express themselves because it's definitely a punishment or they're not able to do it, right? So if I give her a moment to herself and then she'll just talk to me and then she'll make a bunch of excuses that are not valid and don't make sense because, well, who the heck knows what she's saying sometimes because her little imagination just goes. Um, yeah, but I like how you talk to her as like an, an adult. Equal. Yes, yeah. I love that. I well, I don't know anything about child children, it's okay. I, obviously, yeah. but a lot of people I think like they baby talk their kids Ugh. up until like I don't know, like just shoot age. me. And so, yeah, I really. Did I hear? Ba- I, be- I hear people baby talk their partners as grown adults. Oh my god! Just no, no. Like sometimes she's like, I'm like, I'm like, do you want a hug? And she's like, huggies. I'm like, stop. <laughs> I don't need no huggies. I want a hug. 
like, I'm just like what are you doing? <laughs> so here's here's kind of like a leadership question or or a mentorship question because you you basically are a leader. You have your own little team. You have your own little family. It, it might just be you and your daughter. It feels like that sometimes, but that's a team, right? And so one thing I struggle with, I'm going to be vulnerable here. And, you know, in my past, like I have been in management positions in different companies and different jobs. So one thing that I struggle with a lot is I tend to match the energy of whoever I'm dealing with. So say I'm dealing with like an employee of mine, say I'm dealing with a customer, say I'm dealing with, you know, it could be anybody, it could be my boss. I have a tendency to match their energy, right? And so if they come in guns blazing and they're screaming and yelling at me, then sometimes that can kind of invoke me to, you know, act in ways that I'm not super proud of. I could yell back or I could chuck insults their way if they're yeah. insulting me. So like, how do you kind of, you know, as a mother, someone dealing with someone that you love and you care about, like, how do you kind of stay level-headed to the point where it's like, okay, I still need to navigate this situation to make both of us happy at this point. Like, how, how do you kind of stay like that? I don't say like that. <laughs> okay. It literally is the same reaction. It's like sometimes like parents are having bad days all the time and you have the daily stress. Your kid doesn't know what obviously doesn't know what's happening. So if they're coming at you and you're having a bad day, you're going to come at them right back. But the difference between a child and an adult is that as an adult, you're going to have to know what you did. And you're going to have to talk to your kid because trust me, I apologize to her all the time. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And this is what she does now. I'm like, I'm so sorry for yelling at you. I didn't mean to. Um, and I just give her this whole spiel. And she's like, I'm sorry too, mommy. That's it. And that's what she learns from me. She knows how to apologize. And growing up, my parents never apologized. They felt like they did nothing wrong. And that's why you think as a parent, now as a parent, <laughs> you think that like, Parents are never wrong. No shit, we're always wrong because we're learning from the kid itself. And so, yeah, and teaching her how to apologize and looking in the eye, because I'm all about the confidence. When she says sorry, I'm like, look at me, <laughs> deep in the eyes. And if she doesn't do it to someone else, I'm like, no, stop, we do that. And look at them in the eye when I say it. It doesn't matter if she's like like weird about it. And I'm like, she'll eventually learn the confidence with it and the, the power of eye contact, so. That's huge, I love that. I like that. Yeah, like I like that, you know, a lot of people view apologizing or being open and vulnerable, they, they view that as like a weakness, or they can view it as a strength in other people, but they, their ego views it as a weakness when yeah. they do it, Definitely. right? Like people, I think everyone could align and say like, oh, I think that being open and vulnerable is a huge strength. But then when it comes time to doing it, they can't muster up the strength to do it, right? Like they're kind of, their, their ego kind of blocks that out as a weakness, but I think that that's huge. I'm going to, again, I'm going to commend you for that. Like, I think that that's huge to be able to apologize to your child. I don't know what that's like, obviously, but it sucks. It, yeah. I bet it does. Right. But you do it. And that's huge. There's a lot of things funny, that yeah. suck. It, it's funny. Cause she also is at the point now she's getting older. I'm like, what are you sorry for? And she'll give you the reason. And it's usually spot on. And so I'm like, okay, then you learn from that reason. And then let's move on. That's huge. Have you ever, like, uh, have you ever, like, come into, like, I was a bratty kid, man. I was a really big prick to a lot of people when I was little. I still kind of am, but I'm a lot more, uh, I'm a lot less confrontational about it. Have you ever had a chance, uh, a time where, where she's like, I'm not sorry. I'm not fucking apologizing. I'm not sorry. She doesn't say, no, I'm not sorry. She just will stay quiet and look at me. 
And I'm just like, do you feel like you did nothing wrong? And then she's like, no. And then I'm like, okay. But then because I know what's right and what's wrong, I give her a moment to kind of sit in that thought and that's okay with me. And then all of a sudden, like when she's in a better mood, she's like, mommy, I'm actually sorry for what I did. Mm. <laughs> okay, was that so hard to say? Thank you. Yeah, I'm like, well, just let that brew in your little brain. Like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. That's huge. I like that you don't like kind of force her. One thing that you're growing up as a kid, I, I always had like teachers and parents obviously telling me like, okay, now say you're sorry to so-and-so. And, and there was times where obviously I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I was an idiot. Like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. But there was a lot of times I distinctly remember saying this to my mother. And, you know, I actually am kind of proud that I was like this, but also embarrassed. But she's like, say you're sorry to your sister for whatever I was doing at the time. And I'd be like, I'm not sorry. And I'm not going to apologize if I don't mean it. Like, I'm not going to say shit that I don't mean. But I think that that's huge that you don't force her into it. And then she, then that forces her to be accountable later and be like, hey, I know we're all good right now. But I just want to bring up what I did earlier and say, like, I'm sorry about that. Like, I think that that's actually making her a stronger, better person that you're not forcing it on her. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I think you're doing well. I, I know, I also know jack shit about parenting, so. <laughs> I feel like everyone, because this is how my mindset was before I had a kid, I'm just implementing it now. I like that. So hopefully I can carry these values on. I feel like we're almost aligned there. Yeah. Laura, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question now because I, I have something similar, like kind of a feeling right now. Like I'll, I'll give you a little insight into my life. Maybe you'll be able to help me out. All right. So, um, two years ago, two years ago, I quit my like corporate nine to five sales job. That was, that was my, um, my little like quitting my job. Right. And yeah. then, and then I had to, um, I, I, I tried to start some online businesses for a while, some Shopify stores, that kind of jazz. Yeah, and I saw that too. Yeah, I failed. I lost hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. It sucked a lot. And then I had to get a job to pay my bills. So I worked in a restaurant for a while. And then COVID came, shut that down, sat on CERB, and then picked my ass back up. And then now I've been working construction for a while. But I found myself in situations where I'm like, fuck, I want to start a, like, a certain business or I want to start a new project or I want to start a new endeavor in my life. Like right now, I'm actually feeling this right now. So I, I have this idea for- One, one second, one, one second, one second. Yeah, take your time, take your time. You're all good. Can you take a bathroom break? Yeah, go for it. What up, bitch? Jay, I'm not pausing it for this. So maybe I'll just start this question off and then we'll get- Laura's response after. So okay, go ahead. So I, I have this idea, and probably people that are listening might feel the same way as well. But like, say you're say you're in a situation where you want to start a new project, you want to start a new business, but you're like, "Fuck, I don't know if I can do this. I I got all these bills already. You know, I need to keep paying them. Like, how how do you kind of push through that fear of like?" I have to pay these bills. I can't just stop doing what I'm doing right now. This is my piece of advice. If, um, if it matters enough to you, then do whatever it fucking takes. We are in the process of opening up a third location within six to eight months. I'll tell you right now, I don't know how the fuck we're gonna do it, but it's gonna happen. 
financially. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do it. I don't know how the fuck we're going to do the second location when we opened it up, but it happened. Are we in debt? Fuck no. Zero debt. But if it's important enough to you, just do whatever the fuck it takes. Write it down every day. If you, if you love it enough, you're going to write it down and, and jot down all the important things as to how you're going to achieve it. That is the best piece of advice I could give any entrepreneur and anyone wanting to start and open up a, their own business. That's huge, man. And I actually, I got to write this down right now because I want to talk to you about this little topic right now, but I do want to get Laura's opinion on the same thing and my pen's not working. So we're going to hope that I remember that, but uh, Laura, so one pen, what kind of YouTuber are you? <laughs> oh, secret stash. Oh. Secret stash of pens right here. I forgot I was muted for a second. I wait, no, my roommate's gone. I don't have to keep myself on mute anymore. Just a sec. There we go. I'm unmuted. Um, yeah, I'm going to write this down really quick so I don't forget. But Laura, I want to get your input on this. All right. Cause I kind of just asked Jay and, and you kind of heard me leading up to this question before you went on your little bathroom break, but what, um, like you were in that corporate nine to five life and you, and you wanted to start becoming a personal trainer. And I'm sure that you kind of feel like the same fears that a lot of other people feel, when they're doing something like that, they're like, why well, I've already got all these bills that I've been paying because I'm on salary. I get a wage, whatever it is. But like, how do you fight the fear of, you know, like, how am I going to keep paying my bills? How am I, how am I going to grow this business fast? Because being a trainer is the same as being a barber. You have to hustle to get clients. So like, how do you kind of face that fear of like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this, but I'm going to fucking shoot for it. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I wanted to leave my job for a while and I did let that fear consume me for like a good year or so. And like, to be honest, even in my last year at work, I still had that fear and I couldn't even bring myself to fully do it because I was afraid how would I make, you know, the bills and all of my expenses. But I think the universe gave me a sign because the company I was working for actually got acquired by another company and they did like a mass layoff. And I was actually one of the people in there that got laid off at the end of the year. And so as most people would be upset, I actually felt a little burden lift lifted off my shoulders. I was, and I was like, okay, this is a sign from the universe. Sorry, and sorry, sorry. I'm going to interrupt you right now yeah. because anybody that got laid off or lost their job due to COVID or whatever it is that's been going on the last year, listen to what she's fucking saying right now. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Although this was right before COVID, but basically when I started 2020 is what is the first year I started without my corporate job with no security blanket. And that was the year that COVID hit too. Um, but I actually felt a burden, like relief off my shoulders. And even though the job that I had, it was making good money. I was paying all my bills. Like I live by myself. I have mortgage, all that. And it was covering all of that. Um, I was miserable. I, every morning, almost every morning I was late for work. I could never get out of bed. I'd be dreading the drive to work. I'd be sitting at my desk. I'd be depressed all day at work. Sometimes there were days where I would go into the bathroom because we had single bathrooms there. And sometimes I would just go in there and break down because I just hated it so much and I didn't know what to do with my life. And then when that happened, I was like, hey, this is time from the universe. I'm going to go in. And, you know, I had a 
bit of savings to kind of like carry me through a transition period. And I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Cause like what Jay said before, I would rather die trying than not try at all. That's huge. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Did Myra leave us? Is she gone? She's cutting hair now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and i'm a big believer in you never know something until you try and like the best way to learn something is just to do it and also maybe because i'm more of like a hands-on visual learner too so i was never one that really did that well in school and i used to think i was like stupid or whatever but a lot of the entrepreneurs, you know, like, I don't know, Steve Jobs or whatever, a lot of them, they didn't even finish school. And so I think that that is a trait of um, maybe just people who are a little bit more hyper sensitive or hyper focused to certain things, which I realize now that I probably was a bit because um, like focusing and singing, sitting in a class was never my thing. I always had to just jump in and just do it for myself to learn. And yeah, yeah that's, that's huge. Yeah. I actually like I again like I I dealt with really bad depression and anxiety growing up as a, as a young kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, and I still kind of deal with it now. And, and your story just kind of invoked this little memory of mine where I I literally remember being in sales, not thinking that I'd be able to hit my quota. I didn't actually have a quota, but I had a goal. And that is a quota in my mind. Like that's like, once I have a goal, like that's the end all be all. That's just kind of how I work. It's my ego. But I remember literally sitting under my desk in the fetal position, crying and my boss walking in and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? And I basically just sat there and this is like probably my first three months working in this place. And I had this gut feeling like, I don't know if I can do this, but I don't even know if this is for me. Like, I don't know if this is where I belong, whether it's like the corporate environment or what, like being in sales, whatever it was. And it took me years to, to kind of get over that. And even in my last month there, I was still nervous every single day. Like, I don't think I'll be able to do this by myself. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to, you know, find a new path for myself. And I think that, know people like you or people like me or even people like Jay I don't know if you've had the, those moments as well working in like a corporate environment where you're literally crying at work because you're like fucking just depressed and anxious every single day but like I think that that in and of itself can be the fuel like I think that that is once again that that fuels your fire that almost that almost is your path because you're like if I don't do this this is pretty much what my life's going to be for the rest of it like I need to avoid that. And so that's kind of how I knew I was like, I need to quit my job and start fucking doing whatever I need to do. So I, I really like that aspect of, of your story of just being like at the point where you're like, dude, I'm like, you know, like you, you were talking about almost every single aspect of your life. You're like, I was waking up late. I was late for work. I was not there mentally when I was there physically. So it was just kind of like all these little signs in your life. And it took you so long, like a year, you said, to actually start to listen and read the signs that you're seeing in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's huge. I, um, I did end up writing it down. So that's good. Jay, mm -hmm. how have you been able to not just be the fastest growth, but how have you been able to maintain growth through this last year where everyone else's businesses seem to be shrinking or just kind of, 
you know, treading water? Like how have you been able to not only, not only survive in business, but to get a new location and bring on more staff? How is this happening? Consistency, 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 and discipline, man. Like I said, I looked at COVID and the first lockdown as, as um, it was a challenge. It was kind of, I, I took it personally. I didn't look at it as a, as a world pandemic. I looked at it as a personal fucking problem between me and COVID and what it was trying to do to my business. I don't give a fuck about what was happening out there. I give a fuck about what was happening here. I'm like, okay, so they're, 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 they're gonna try to tell me that my business is gonna shut down for how many months? Okay, um, fun fact is that 101% of, of the profits made at Uplift is recycled back into the business. Don't out see me out here flashing my shit and flashing new cars and, and trying to let people know that I'm stunting on life. No, um, it's because of that. It's because of that discipline. And it's never because of the money. It was always because of wanting to help people and change lives is what's helped us survive. We didn't even qualify for any of the government um, funding that um, the government was offering small businesses. Wow. And, and, and we even asked for help from the bank. Hey, is there anything that you could do? Nope. Any loans they could give us? Nope. I'm like, okay, well, fuck you then. We're still going to survive somehow. And in addition to that, we're going to open up a second location just to, just to show you motherfuckers that we are not playing. Yeah. You cannot fuck with my hustle in my in my head, Mark. Every with with every with respect to every challenge in life, or with respect to anything that's out there that's considered competition, I I feel like I am the competition. That is what I truly feel and what I truly believe. If that's what it comes down to, if that's what was competition, but if that's what keeps me on my toes, then let it be, right? And that's what drives me. It's because I know there's other people out there that probably think that, that we weren't going to do what I, I wasn't going to do what I was going to say, but I don't care what they thought of me. I care a lot about what I told myself. So I don't ever want to let myself down, nor do I want to let people on my team down. The bigger the team, the more pressure there is on me because <laughs> I let them know, hey guys, this is what we're doing. And I don't ever want to come back on or fall back on my word, right? That's huge, man. To, to bring it back to another quote, actually, this quote just kind of rang into my mind over the last couple of minutes. And I, I was meaning to find like a, a time to say it and then I forgot. But I, this is actually a really good time because it's a Frederick Nietzsche quote. He was a psychologist, psychiatrist, psychologist, one of the two. Uh, he had a quote, I believe it is, I don't have it in front of me like I had the other one, but I believe it's he who has a why beyond himself. He who has a why beyond himself can achieve almost any how. Mm. Mm. Right? And so it doesn't matter what's in front of you. It doesn't matter if you're being chucked a global pandemic. It, it doesn't matter if you have a why that's beyond yourself. You can do anyhow. It doesn't matter. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep, you know, developing. Yeah. I think that's huge. And I think that, you know, with with my kind of like being labeled like as like a mental health because that's kind of where my my area is my interest is my passion is i think that being labeled as mental health or self-development people might not like what i'm about to say 
but I really like the fact that you said you take it personal. Mm-hmm. You know, in the mental health world, they tell you never take anything personal. You're perfect. You're, you're amazing as is. You're, mm-hmm. you're the greatest you need to be. You don't need to, you don't need to change. You know, that, that message is kind of spread all around. Sure. And, I feel like that's going to offend some people, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it will offend people. I've, I've I, I, it, I'm just going to say how I see it. And if you like it, then oh, you no, like I, it. Meant, I made a comment. I said, that reminds me of the whole diet culture trend. Like, what yeah, that? like that whole thing. Well, well, I'll finish my idea. And then you could tell me about that. But because I'm actually interested in that now, but I, I, I think that this may offend some people as well. And I think that, you know, sometimes you should take things personal. I think that <laughs> sometimes it is beneficial to take a challenge. And even though it's not personal, take it on as if it is and take it on as if it's like your direct enemy. Obviously COVID isn't our direct enemy, unless you have it, then you're fighting COVID. But I think that it's huge that you took this on as like a personal challenge. You're like I'm taking this personally. Like this is an attack on my business. This is an attack on my livelihood. What I've been working for for the past two, three, 10, 15 years, right? Like this is what I've been working for. And I'm taking this as an attack on me. And so, what, I'm, what I'm putting out there in the world is that um, what I'm trying to say is I didn't put my entire life to this business for something as stupid as that to fucking take it away from me. 100%. 100%. But you could use that as motivation for anything. Like you're in a workout right now and you're like, fuck it. I'm, I'm so goddamn tired. I think I might quit. And you take that personally. You're like, fuck that. I'm going to talk back to my bitch voice and say, fuck yeah. you and do another yeah. set, you. another rep. Little bitch, get up and get moving. Like take it personal. And, and, and all, sometimes I, that's why I like, I let myself out there so much is because I invite, I invite the opposition work because there's nothing that drives me more than having to see the faces on the people that told me I could not do it. <laughs> I, I want to be... And then I am going to be the Floyd Mayweather of this whole fucking personal training studio business out here. I like that, man. I'm telling you right now. What do you mean I, by that? What do you I see in Floyd? Right you got what it you- on camera. It's out there in the world. The Floyd Mayweather of this fucking independent personal training studio business out here in BC. So what do you mean by that? What do you like? Let's clarify that. Like, what do you see in Floyd that you see in your future self? Is it the money? Is it the undefeated oh, record? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. The recognition of, of, of changing lives, being, being the one at the top, the personal training studios that people look towards when they want actual results. Uplift Fitness is going to be at the top. I love it. Unbeatable. 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 Champion. A legend. Legend. Legendary. The money team. You know I'm about and, to get sued for that. And, and I love I love when people talk about money, Mark, because not once have I ever spoke about with my with my trainers or even with my family members, not once do I ever talk to them about money with respect to uplift ever. Huge. I'm not in it for the fucking money, man. Huge. I'm in it to change as many lives as we can out here in Canada. And if it surpasses BC, then fuck, that's good. Then that's I'm going to keep it coming, man. Keep that's it coming. Huge. 
I think that that's huge as well, that we actually kind of just identified that, Laura. I didn't forget about the diet world, but we're going to come back to that. But I just want to touch on this really quick. I think that that's huge, that like beauty, success is in the eye of the beholder, right? So for some people, it is about money, but for some people, it's not. And I like that for you, you have a clear indication of this is what success means to me, and I'm fucking running for it every day. Like you're not distracted by the Instagram world of like, here's all my fucking brand new cars. Here's my brand new clothes. Here's my money. This is me stacking chips, like blah, 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 blah. Like, I like that you have a clear indication of like, this is what success is for me. I don't give a fuck what you guys view as successful. Those guys that have to flaunt that shit have nothing else going for them in their lives. I love that, man. Very sad fucking attitude to have. I, uh, I have this number. This is an original quote I came up with. He who counts his wealth by dollar signs will be eternally broke. Loser. Losers. Losers. I love that, man. What, what else was I going to say? I had one other thing I was going to say as well, but fuck, I guess I forgot. So that's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> Another quote. Yeah. I got all these quotes today, man. I'm a quotey guy today. Start with them quotes. Dude, and one of them was original, dude. That was sick. You should have wrote, wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, holds, she holds us accountable. I like that. This I like that. In my other podcast, yeah. I talk about women run shit, Mark. Women run shit. 100%. Are there only females in your management team? Well, because women run shit. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> God damn. Laura, do you remember yeah. what you were going to say? Or are you like me? Do you forget things easily? Do you remember what you're going to say about the diet world? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really sure where I was going with that. It was just like a random thought. It was just kind of like one of those word vomit things. But right. I think, I think it was somewhere probably along the lines of, and I don't know if this will offend people or like what Jay your thoughts are but like you know how there's that whole like trend that was going around or maybe it's still there like how they're like oh cut like diet like no like diet like in general they're like diets don't work this doesn't work you shouldn't do this do that just like live and be happy Mm. or like something like that you know like basically they're telling people like don't ever diet diets don't ever work well I didn't even hear about this yeah like like end the diet culture or whatever um yeah so it's kind of like kind of on that topic like I do agree like obviously you need a balance of lifestyle but at the same time I think the reason why I brought this up is because you had mentioned something about how like in mental health they tell you like oh it's okay like they just kind of like coddle you a little bit and that's mm-hmm. kind of like the whole um I, sorry, one second. no no you're all good <laughs> Um, yeah, so just like the whole topic about like sheltering and coddling people um, and how that I think that they do it because it just gives them an excuse to for them to feel like it's okay to be the way they are. And the truth is diets do work, but it just messes with people's mental health sometimes. And it's not the diet that's the problem. It's your mental health. And then you need to take actions to improve yourself as a person and don't blame it on diets and tell people who maybe some people are actually obese and they actually need to lose some weight for their own health, like physical health. And you're telling them like, it's okay, don't diet, just live the way you are. 
but their health is at a risk. Like that's, to me, that's not okay, you know? And if that is an issue, then maybe there's some work that you need to do for yourself for your own personal growth. That's mm -hmm. just and so like when you're referring to like dieting are you referring to like all these different like uh intermittent fasting keto vegan whatever it could be are you just referring to like a caloric deficit like just so yeah. i have a good understanding all those diets honestly they all do the same thing like it really whatever matter. works best for you yeah for your is what you should fucking stick to yeah there's no right. like diet right beats other diets yeah whatever but works as for you stick to it and get some training in but so i'm gonna play devil's advocate here but jay when when i do a, a caloric deficit it doesn't work for me because i feel bad it doesn't make me feel good so like princess, what princess, <laughs> no you're not kidding that is the answer okay what? i'm just like no, yeah when when you are dieting per se you're not always going to feel good. That's just how it is, right? Like you're not going to go through life feeling good all the time. Otherwise, if you felt good all the time, that's probably why you're not getting anywhere, yeah. right? Like you can't just, okay, I feel bad. I'm going to quit. Like if every person who quit when they felt bad, then they wouldn't, where would we be today? I tell clients all the time like that I cannot take you on if you're only going to be giving 99% of your, your effort. I cannot. I only work with people that want to give 100, 101% of their effort. Therefore, I will give you 101% effort. There's only so much I can do to help you with only 99% effort. It's not enough. It's not. That's huge, man. You anyone, any amount of money in the world for them to change. They're going to have to want it in here. They're going to want to have it that bad. You cannot pay people shit in order for them to change. And not I, everyone suffer. Like obviously for the general public lifestyle type of training, you can do it in a very slow, steady and sustainable way where they're not going to be suffering and feeling bad. But I mean, at the end of the day too, they have to decide what's more important, their health or that temporary moment of happiness, like just waking up feeling good and whatever, eating that chocolate bar, whatever they want to eat. Yeah, no, I think that what you're talking about basically is like kind of the, the, uh, the instant gratification versus the delayed gratification. Like, yeah, this feels good right now. Oh, another Les Brown quote right here. Bang, I'm fire with these today. Do oh, what, right <laughs> yeah, no, I know these off the top of my head. I've read all of his books, man. But it's do what is easy and live a hard life. Do what is hard and live an easy life. And that is exactly what you're saying, right? Like, it's, it's like, oh, I want the easy right now. Well, then you're going to continue feeling fucking joint pain. You're going to continue having your doctor visits to go and get some more pills for your blood pressure. And, you know, this doesn't just translate to fitness. This translates to, you know, back to my realm of, you know, mental health and self-development and actually, you know, feeling good. I think of basically like mental health. You could think of it as like, you know, that Roman architecture where they have like the pillars holding up like the, the big, you know, roof thing. I, I, I'm, I'm not too smart on that kind of stuff. You can picture what I'm saying. Right. And, yeah. and fitness is one of those pillars. It kind of holds up your house of mental health, self-development kind of thing. And so I, I think that that, you know, like as above, so below thing works here where it's like, you know, you got the easy route, but that's going to lead you to the uncomfortable life or you have the uncomfortable route that's going to leave you to the not easy life, 
but a more rewarding life, a happier life, a successful life, right? They say that your strong stormy seas build a strong sailor. And I think that that's kind of what you're getting to is like, yeah, you know what? It's going to fucking suck. You're going to suffer. But by doing that diet, you're going to get the results that you've always dreamed about, that you've always thought about, that you've never actually thought were possible for you. Like that was almost how I was. The first time I got six pack abs, I didn't believe it. Like I actually didn't even understand it. I could look in the mirror and I would still see the same fat body that I used to have. Mm -hmm. And I didn't actually think that I was capable of getting the abs that I saw in movies and TV shows and on Instagram. I didn't actually think that I had to suffer first to reap those rewards. And even when I had them, I was still suffering because I was mentally healthy, but that's kind of where my head was at. Like, I like that you're talking about that delayed gratification versus the instant gratification and where each one's going to lead you to. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree to men- Like, I also strongly believe that mental health and physical health, it's intertwined. Like one kind of complements the other. And for me, my fitness saved my mental health. And so that's why I'm such a huge believer that it goes hand in hand. Like, I think if you have mental health issues and you actually start exercising, like it will improve your mental health. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's, it's science. It, yeah. There's so many studies that show, Mark, you even know this. You're the expert on it, right? You know, science, science shows that the moment you get up off your fucking ass and you start getting some movement in, you feel better because of the chemicals in our brain. Yeah. It's very fucking simple. I, I wouldn't get up at four o'clock in the morning to exercise if that's not what made me feel good. I'm doing laps every time, doing laps every time. And that's the thing is like, it takes kind of little steps. So like when you say, you know, Laura, you're like, Hey, if you're dealing with some mental health issues, like obviously if you're dealing with like the extreme of the extreme, I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is going to help you out because you know, I'm talking about like the depression, the anxiety, the maybe BPD or the bipolar or the ADHD, like those kind of groups this is kind of where my experience is at because that's kind of what I went through. But like, say, you know, I- I'm depressed right now and I'm like, you know, Laura, I-, I can't get into a gym. Like, how could I start exercise? Do you have a home? Yes. I live in an apartment. It's called a home workout. <laughs> so that that answers my question exactly right. Like what I was looking for, right? Like it takes small steps. So do I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and go run laps at Minru Park and then go to the gym and and hit a four hour workout? No, right? Like you could start with small steps and kind of build up from there. For sure. Like where there's a will, there's a way. And we're so lucky this day and age to have the internet. There's literally a million free workouts on YouTube. So there's like, there's actually no excuse. Like if you have a home and a TV, which or a computer, which most people do, you know, you can just YouTube a free workout. If you don't have weights, use, you know, a rice bag. Like I've done that before where I've put rice in Ziploc bags. It works. Use a can of pop. I, I've done that before too. Like there's so many ways to get creative. Um, you know, there's just no excuses. That's how I see it. Yeah. I, I a- come for a free trial with Laura over here. <laughs> you know, complimentary session on the house. Laura Nguyen. I love it. I love it. I had a buddy of mine who was uh shout out James Brown, shout out James Brown. It's not the singer. I know it sounds like it, but if you search James Brown, I think it's James Brown.ca, like the words on Instagram, 
you, you see him, you can find him. He's a stand-up comedian. But when COVID first hit and all the gyms got shut down, dude was putting textbooks into backpacks and lifting backpacks up. That was his workout. Dude's a hustler, man. Straight up. I love that shit, man. Jay, this is going to be like kind of like the last question. We're running close to two hours here. This is probably the longest I've ever actually done a podcast for. So I really like this. But Jay, like for someone that, you know, is lacking discipline, like I kind of was a couple years ago. I think I have like a lot more discipline down pat now, but for someone that's lacking discipline, you know, I'm sure people are tired of hearing my answers to this question, but like, what's your answer? Maybe if someone's like, they, they're kind of like you or me, right? Like they have say a lot of energy. They have like all these ideas flowing through their brain. They're like, I, I got all this shit going on, but I don't ever seem to see myself applying it. I never have the discipline to actually do these things. I think about working out, but I never do it. Or I think about these businesses, but I never do it. Like, how do you kind of, or, or maybe they start it and then a weekend they're like, ah, fuck it. I'm not getting the results. I'm just going to go back to my old routine. Like how, how do you kind of create that discipline within yourself that you were talking about earlier? Um, for, for myself, I, I write down, a to-do list or basically a, a, a list of tasks that I'm going to complete within that day. The moment I wake up, I always write down what I'm going to be talking, what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be doing in order to accomplish that day. Right. And if it comes down to dieting, then the night before I will write write out the, the, the things that I'm going to eat for the following day. Those are the things that are helping me keep accountable to myself, right? You need to literally prepare Otherwise, if you do not prepare, then you're going to fail. You'll fail real fucking bad. And this is why some people get personal trainers because uh, accountability, accountability and helping them get there the fastest and most effectively, efficiently and safely. Huge, man. And um, I have a point to add to that. So he touched on kind of like the tangible things you can do, um, Mm -hmm. but also in that, uh, in my favorite motivational speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger, he says that you need to have a clear goal and a vision. And that always stuck with me because he was like, when your motivation runs out and let's say you're tired, you don't want to go to the gym. If you have a clear vision, a clear goal, you'll do it. So you need to have a clear goal like a vision of where you're headed. And when you feel shitty, you don't want to do what you want to do. You think about that and it, you get up off your ass and you do it and you do it because you have a clearer vision. That's, that's, that's huge actually. So I, that's, that's a topic I've been meaning to actually talk about and make like kind of like a solo rant video on, but I really like that you brought that up right now. And it's kind of like the motivation versus discipline scenario. Like mm-hmm. I get people and I'm sure that Jay or Laura, you guys probably get the same thing as well where they're like, fuck man you're killing it right now like you're doing really really great i just wish i was as motivated as you you ever get people message you and say shit like that jay or laura and 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 it probably pisses you off a little bit because if you're like me you're like dude i don't fucking feel motivated when i wake up i don't feel that motivation sometimes like sometimes i wake up and i want to stay in bed I want to just not fucking deal with the world and deal with my bills, deal with my paperwork. You think I want to call these people and have a tough conversation with them and say the truth when it's so much easier to lie. You think I want to do all those things. Like that's not motivation. That's discipline. Like motivation is what gets you started. 
discipline is what pushes you fucking through when it gets difficult and you want to fucking quit. Like, I like that you brought that up right now, Laura, because that's true because, you know, everyone can get that little spark of motivation and go to the gym one day or, you know, start, you know, I don't know, picking out business names or whatever it is, like whatever they're trying to work on. They're like, yeah, I'm going to start. And they do the day one and they get all their stuff done. Maybe it's like they're interviewing for a new job. They line up their shoes. They line up their clothes. They, they put their bowl of, of cereal or oats out. They put their eggs outside that they're going to make for breakfast. They show up to the interview. And then a week into the job, once they get it, because they were so fucking motivated in the beginning, they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, yeah. like that's like kind of like where, where it gets to at that point. Right. And so yeah. I like that you brought that up. I'm very much tough love. I'm like, I'll look at the person. I'll be like, and that's why you look like the way you look. Huge. You, you just, you, you don't want it bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. That comes down to it. If, if you want it bad enough, you will find a way. You'll find a way. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. Jay, have you seen that meme talking about 99% versus 101%? No. Was that you that shared it? Because you still spoke about that earlier. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to look it up and find it because I'm not going to find it right now. But I, I, I thought it was you that shared it on Instagram the other day because you said it just now. But I'm going to send it to you after this because you're cool. going absolutely- yeah, to love it. You can absolutely love it. They talk about like 99% versus 101%. Trust me, you're going to like it. If I can't find it, I'll show you what the math looks like because it's like this little math equation. But okay. I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. I like that shit. It kind of made me like, oh, damn, I like that. Yeah. But with respect of your guys' time, we're running at like close to two hours. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not paying you guys for this shit. So this is just volunteer hours. And and my conscience is starting to weigh heavy on me at this point. I feel like I've been. I've been this is how we're giving back to the world, right? This is yeah, how man. this is how we're changing lives, not just by training, but also sharing motivation too. Yeah, so man. if you're listening, get up off your ass and come into Uplift. Get it. Let's go, baby. This has been extremely entertaining for me. I'm happy. Like Jay, I would have been super stoked just doing this, me and you, like we did last time. But I'm happy we got to be joined as well today by uh, Myra and Laura. So this has been really, really sick. My family. I'm, I'm, I've been entertained. I've been motivated. I've been inspired. And I'm literally going to get right back to work the second after this ends. But that being said, Jay, I'm sure you remember from last time, Laura, you're probably new to this. I don't do my own outros. I only do my own intros. That's too much work for me. I, I don't like doing it. So I pass it off to you guys. So I'm going to give you a little opportunity right now. Maybe you could do like one at a time. Maybe you could do it together. I don't know how you guys want to go about this, but basically I want each of you to kind of share first off where people can find you, where they can kind of hear more about you, where they can follow you on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the fuck you guys use. Tell people where they can find you, where they can hear your message, where they can get a hold of you if they have any questions based on this, or they just want to tell you that I'm an idiot tell people where they can find you and share a little bit of motivation or inspiration or just a little bit of positivity with people that listen this long. Um, You can find us uh, in two locations, Burnaby um, and in Kitsilano. Google us, Uplift Fitness. Um, You could follow me on Instagram, Pretty Boy J, Laura Nguyen. Um, And if I, I respond to everyone that shoots me a DM. 
So I'm not one of those snobs that doesn't reply. I always reply back to everyone and anybody that ever messages me. So, um, and if I don't, it's probably because I'm busy, but I'll get back to you. Busy dancing. Uh, yeah, busy dancing. <laughs> and if it's one thing that I, I one, one uh, thing I can leave on a positive note is that um, I truly feel that myself and the people that I work with here at Uplift, uh, we all share one thing in common and that's to change lives for the better. And if that is what you're looking for, then look no further. We're here with over 18 people and growing to help change your life. Beautiful. Laura, tell people where they can find you, what you're all about. Well, I guess we already heard about what you're all about, but tell people where they can find you if they're like, hey, I like this shit. I'm down with her shit. I want to find this chicken and get some more motivation. Like tell people where they can find you and share a little inspirational, motivational, or positive message for the people. Sure. So like Jay mentioned to my Instagram, Lauren, you with two A's, but if you go to the uplift fitness Instagram account, we actually have little highlights of all of our trainers. So you can go there, check out all our trainers. Um, you can find me there too. If you can't um, spell my name correctly, give us all a follow. And also find me on YouTube. So I've just started um, like a bikini prep vlog series. I'm going to do to just document my journey. Find me there. And then, yeah, come in for a free consultation if you are around in the area. And then my little piece of motivation is something that I always tell all my clients is you are stronger than you think. So whatever you think in the moment, if you're feeling weak or demotivated or you can't do this, can't do that, just remind yourself you're always stronger than you actually think, but you never know until you try. So all you have to do is just try or just come in for a consultation and you'll find out how strong you are. But yeah, it just takes action. Like sometimes if I get messages from people saying like, oh, like, um, you know, like you motivate me, you're my inspiration or like, you know, goals and this and that. And like, I, it, like, obviously I feel like so happy and flattered for the compliments, but at the same time, I also, think that the only difference between me and that person, it's just action, right? Like when they say, oh, I wish I could go to the gym every day like you, you can, like you're exactly the same as me. It's just, you just have to get there, right? And if you have trouble getting there, that's where we come in to help, to help you get started on your journey. But yeah, that's my little bit. I love it. I love it. I was literally listening to a video today while I stretched and it was David Goggins. He's talking about Navy SEALs. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's done all this work with the Navy SEALs. He used to hold the world's record for pull-up, most pull-ups done in 24 hours. Guy's a freak. If you don't know who he is, go and read his book, Can't Hurt Me. But what he said was before he became a Navy SEAL, he was watching these guys on TV, on YouTube, and he would think that they had something that he didn't have. And then when he became a Navy SEAL and he's doing all the training that he's doing, he's thinking in his head, like, wait a second these guys are just fucking human beings. They're just like me. Like I'm capable of doing all of these things. So for anybody that's reaching out to Laura or anybody else, like maybe you're like me or like Jay and you have heroes that you look up to. Like I look up to David Goggins or Les Brown or all of these guys at the end of the day, they're just humans and they're the same as you. So if, if you feel like you aren't able to do something like you have to think again, because we're all capable and able to do anything that we want to do and set our minds to. So I think that that's the best way to end this episode of Hey Mark. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for everybody listening. Bless you all. Have a good day. Have a good week. 
have a good night, have a good, whatever time you're listening to this at, have, have a good afternoon, but go out and absolutely kill it. Thank you so much. Peace out and bless you.